a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Monday, March 13th. Two officers were shot, one killed in Herman, Missouri, late Sunday evening. Highway Patrol Troop F says the injured Herman officers were transported to area hospitals. One officer, Detective Sergeant Mason Griffith, did not survive. The second officer reported in serious but stable condition. The Missouri State Highway Patrol issued a blue alert shortly after 9 when officers were shot at a Casey's on Market Street in Herman Sunday evening. The suspect has been identified as 35-year-old Kenneth Lee Simpson. At last report, he was still buried barricaded inside a home near the scene. KMOX News has learned Gasconade County R1 School District has canceled classes Monday as a precaution. Kim Gardner faces a list of imposing deadlines this week as she fights an effort by Missouri's Attorney General to remove her from office. Today is the deadline for Circuit Attorney Gardner to file her formal response or pleading with Judge John Torbitsky. Failure to do so forfeits the case, says the judge. Then Tuesday at 9 a.m., Gardner is scheduled for deposition under oath with questions put to her by the Attorney General's office about her job performance. The pressure continues Thursday as Gardner faces a deadline to answer a 34 point subpoena from the AG on such things as how many times have police sought to charge someone and she either refused or put the case on the back burner under advisement. She must also reveal documents showing complaints against her office from victims as well as producing timesheets for her staff. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. I'm Michael Calhoun. The next few weeks could bring some major headlines. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey says once these documents and depositions start coming in. We filed motions with the court. I anticipate the court will want to hear those motions shortly after the circuit attorney files her answer. Also today, another subpoena comes due. Mayor Tashara Jones and controller Darlene Green asked to turn over communications with or about Gardner, including from their personal devices. This is Kevin Colleen with a reaction to Kim Gardner's troubles from former Missouri Supreme Court Chief Justice Mike Wolf. I think she's in a tough spot because they might very well persuade this judge that uh, that that she meets this that her conduct meets the standard. It's not a slam dunk. Uh, we'll see. It'll play out. Wolf says Gardner is in a tighter spot than when she faced a state disciplinary panel for her handling of the Greitens case. She got out of that one with a reprimand, but Wolf says watch the evidence this time. That will tell whether she'll survive the storm. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. KMOX goes in-depth. President Biden addressed the nation this morning regarding the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and steps being taken to mitigate damage and restore confidence in the U.S. banking system. The president assured there would be no losses borne by taxpayers in the plan to ensure deposits for customers of the bank, but he added investors of SVB should not be protected and steps should be taken to reduce the risk of this happening again. Total Information AM on KMOX asked St. Louis's Julie Neiman, financial analyst, at Smith Moore and Company for her reaction. Well, he's spot on. You know, basically, this is not what's happening in 2008 and 9. This is more like what was happening in uh, Y2K, 2001, 2, and 3, where it was a case of greed and stupidity, not fraud. And that's what happened through this time. Regulators have been warning for some time that zero interest rates or close to zero rate interest rates were going to lead to real problems in the banking system. When you borrow for free, you take a lot of speculation. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, reassuring depositors that the money that you put in is the money you're going to be able to take out is a key thing. The main thing is everybody has to realize that's what's going on. 
and just sit down and, you know, take a chill pill here because you're not going to lose your deposits. You're going to be able to make your payroll. So that's being backed up. The big concern, though, of course, is are payers, taxpayers going to have to uh, sponsor this big bailout like they did in 2008 and 9? This time, not at all. This time, it's the banks are going to bear the, the problems with this. We had heard with the banks and the car companies, too big to fail. But in this case, you're saying these particular banks should fail? Absolutely. You know, when you take on speculative risk, and these were all people who were lending to venture capitalists, uh, people who don't have any companies to basically to speak of, but great ideas. There's a lot of money to be made in there, but that's what you have equity investors for. They're willing to take the risk. With bank loans, not nearly as much. You really have to watch the capital requirements and what kind of money is going to be needed. And, of course, the ultimate cooling off of all the high-tech businesses led to this as well. A lot of these companies are not going ahead with the funding that they need. So this is going to have knock-on effects. It's a a typical progression in business and new uh, venture capital businesses that happens every time. So the behavior pattern is very normal. It's how it's going to be resolved in panic that really has to be toned down. And Julie, talk about uh, the the requirements that the president mentioned this morning that were rolled back. uh, And he's going to go now to Congress and and, and perhaps ask for those to be reinstated. Exactly. I think he's talking about the stress test goals, the, the level of the stress test that used to be in law but was rolled back by the previous administration. It's exactly right. Uh, too little regulation is the problem, not, not way too much regulation. But, of course, there's no corporation out there who wants to have more regulation on top of what they're doing. This doesn't discourage bad business practices unless you have necessary regulation. And this rollback was not just the Republicans, but a bunch of Democrats also supported this, too. And that's what fueled the flames on this particular thing. So it's going to have to roll it back. Existing regulations were very good. This rollback was a disaster. And again, this has not happened just in banking, but in a number of regulatory areas. You can't assume that corporations will do the right and just thing. They will do whatever they can do that is legal. That's Julie Neiman, St. Louis financial analyst for Smith, Moore & Company. Students at Priory High School get a warning from a California father who lost his 18-year-old son to a fake prescription pill. Chris Didier from the Sacramento area says his son Zach was a straight-A student and star athlete who was at the mall with friends when someone sold them fake pain relievers. And they thought this was simple, this was harmless, that what could one Percocet pill do to anyone that could be harmful? The reality is these are counterfeit pills. These pills have nothing in them except fentanyl as the acting agent. His son was found dead in his room, slumped over his desk. Didier says parents should warn their kids there's no such thing as a real prescription pill that you can buy online or hand-to-hand. The DEA has been sponsoring similar presentations in local school districts and is looking for more schools to bring in speakers and warn students about fake prescription pills. Missouri's legislature on spring break this week. Only one bill has passed both the House and Senate. Is that unusual? Democratic consultant Michael Kelly says no. 
It's pretty par for the course to backload a legislative session. That means bills don't pass until the final days. And the ones proposed early in the session often address issues the party in power wants to emphasize. Most of the stuff that comes up at the beginning of the year is the red meat stuff that plays to the party's base that's in charge. That's been the Republicans for two decades. Hence, the, you know, we're dealing with transgender stuff, etc. Republican strategist John Hancock says it also takes a long time for bills to wind through the approval process. But he's optimistic this session will still end up being consequential. The odd-numbered year sessions, the ones that occur right after an election, tend to be much more productive than the election year sessions. So I, I think I think you're going to see quite a bit of stuff pass and quite a bit of stuff that relates directly to St. Louis. One bill that's already through the House would allow for a special prosecutor to address violent crime in St. Louis. It's widely seen as an effort to target circuit attorney Kim Gardner. Scott Jagow, KMOX News. With the roller coaster ride of temperatures we've been experiencing, MoDOT crews have been seeing their fair share of potholes on the 34,000 miles of roadway they cover. State Maintenance Director Natalie Rourke says it's a big deal. In 2022, in fact, we patched more than 800,000 potholes at a cost of almost $16 million. So it's a very sizable expenditure for sure. Rourke says to call 1-888-ASK-MODOT to report potholes on state roads and interstates. If you do see them on local roads, that's up to the city or county. A teenager with cerebral palsy is building a hot sauce empire. KMOX News first introduced you to Drew Davis last summer as he was producing his first bottles of crippling hot sauce. I saved up for 15 years of my life, three grand to to start this business and now I'm lucky to say it's turned into way more. Crippling hot sauce on fire, expanding from three original retailers to 97 in just seven months. Drew recently testified in the U.S. Senate about how to increase business opportunities for the disabled community. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.